What's up guys, I have a really good episode for you all today. I'm actually going to do something different. I'm going to cover three different topics. Topic number one is what comes first, cardio or weight training, whenever you're trying to program your own kind of one-hour sessions inside a gym or or whatever type of fitness routine you have. Uh, Then I'm also going to go over how you can get through a workout session in a quick and timely manner, especially when you when when you're lower on time, I, I have done a podcast on this actually a couple, but I just wanted to review that with you, and then also my thoughts on whether or not you can get fit in by working out at home and not having the access to a tons of equipment like that you would find in a gym. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, so welcome back to another episode of the Atlas Fitcast. As always, if you're not following uh, Atlas Fitcast on Instagram, you can actually follow it at the Instagram handle Atlas Fitness Evolved. And uh, I've already in the intro, I went through the topics of today. So I'm going to go ahead and get started with the first topic of discussion, which is which comes first, cardio or weights? This is a common question and I would assume a sometimes debated topic amongst uh, some fitness trainers and the, uh, the the short answer is it definitely depends uh, and, and it depends on the priority and what your goals are and really what you're trying to accomplish but let's break it down into a couple different scenarios to maybe help you out just a little bit so if your main you know goal priority, is to be strong, get stronger. Obviously, you're going to want to set that priority earlier in the workout underneath uh, some strength training, weight training uh, exercises. So if that's you, you walk into a gym, you might start off with three to five minutes on on a cardiovascular machine helping kind of stimulate some blood flow uh, and then maybe do some dynamic stretches. And I also have a whole podcast episode on uh, what a what a warm-up looks like, then you would get into the main parts of your strength training workout. Uh, whatever is the most important thing to you is what you need to be doing first. So if it's a leg day, more likely than not, uh, you know, squats or deadlifts or some variation on one of those two things is probably going to be the main focus. And then you could do auxiliary lifts after that. Uh, such as lunges, step-ups, um, maybe another variation of a squat or a deadlift, uh, some hamstring curls, whatever it is, maybe some core work. And then at the end, if you were going to program in some conditioning, you would do some conditioning after you do the the weight training. All right, so that, that would be a scenario where you would definitely do strength training, um, resistance training first. Uh, but what if your main goal was you were maybe trying to increase your endurance so you could um, accomplish a 5K? Well, then in that case, you're, you're, you, you might be doing um, your cardiovascular exercise first because that is more of a priority to increase your cardiovascular, cardiorespiratory health. And more likely than not, if that is your main goal and strength is not your main goal, then you know you, you can get through 
uh, a decent little running workout and then do some weight training afterwards and you're not going to be impacted too much anyway because if your main goal is to you know increase your ability to uh, get through a 5k faster then you're, you're you're most likely you know not not a, like a power lifter or somebody that's looking to get as strong as as you um, can as a human your your goal is to be faster for a 5k so uh, you would kind of if you notice there it's kind of flip flopped if you are you know the normal person and you you might not be training for a 5k and you might not be trying to be an elite power lifter or uh, doing any type of strength competition coming up, then really you you could you could flip flop back and forth, and I don't even think you need to go as far as to say uh, I'm I'm gonna do I'm always gonna do strength training first or um, I'm always gonna do cardio first. You can actually you, you can do one or the other. You don't even need to do 30 minutes in one and 30 minutes the other. One of my favorite ways to get through a workout mentally, psychologically, and it go by super fast and it'd be a little bit more fun actually, is by maybe doing, um, you know, you walk into the gym, you do a little bit of your warm up, say that warm up takes you, you know, five to 10 minutes, then maybe you do a quick burst of, of cardiovascular activity on a treadmill or a rower or a bike, and then you go and do a few strength training uh, exercise sets. Uh, maybe you pair two things together, an anterior, posterior exercise, like some upper body rows with an upper body push, like um, maybe some dumbbell chest press. You do that for three to four sets, and then boom, you go back out to the cardiovascular equipment, and you do another five minutes. And then you continue that trend until you have about five minutes left in your hour, and then you do some cool-down stretching. Perfect way to do that. So that would be kind of scenario number three, um, is that you don't have to do cardio or weights first. You can go back and forth between the two and not have such huge big blocks of time that you're doing those exercises. You're actually doing uh, smaller micro uh, timed circuits where you're going back and forth. And if you know if you are doing weight training in a circuit fashion, you're you're you're, you're cross training. You are getting both cardiovascular benefits along with some strength benefits which is kind of how CrossFit started it's it's that's that's why the name is CrossFit you're cross training becoming more fit CrossFit uh, one more scenario I, I would maybe go through if if you are somebody that is kind of suffering from uh, pretty chronic joint issues or you you just feel like you cramp up very easily then um, Maybe you should think about changing your workout to where you are doing more of an extended amount of light, steady-state cardiovascular exercise at the beginning of the workout and then finishing with your strength training, even if you do have a goal of being as strong as you can and getting still getting a good strength training workout because you've been doing that for a long period of time. So say you are you know, a male and you are 65 and you had, you know, been lifting weights regularly since you were, you know, a teenager and you were, you know, playing sports or whatever. And then you, you know, you're now 65 and workouts have become super uncomfortable because you just feel super achy. Your, your joints don't feel like they're moving the way they were. Well, 
first thing you got to decide and understand is that your your max effort, you know, um, one rep max PR goals are more likely than not behind you, but that's okay. Your goal now shouldn't be as much as how strong can I be for a lifetime PR. Your goal should probably be how do I feel as good as I possibly can and still live a great life and age gracefully and you know have enough energy and mobility to be able to be active, play with your kids, your grandkids, your great grandkids, whatever, you know, whatever your life entails. And so one of the ways that you can do that still and still have comfortable workouts, still have beneficial workouts, is extend your warm-ups to be uh, a little bit longer, um, which which might include, you know, the first half hour of your of your workout might be more steady state cardio, getting the the blood flowing, especially to your to your lower body, your legs, letting your knees get warmed up, getting your ankles warmed up, your hips warmed up, your back warmed up, then. You do some extended uh, maybe mobility work there at the end of that 30 minutes. And I guarantee you're probably going to feel much, much better attempting to do some of those lower body strength training exercises such as leg press, squats, maybe lunges, step-ups, deadlift, things like that. And um, you're, 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 you, you might not be able to have as much energy to put towards these uh, strength training exercises, but they are going to be much, much more comfortable, and you're probably not going to get injured, and you're probably not going to have to have to take time off to let yourself heal as much because, you know, as you do get older, it does take a little bit longer time to recover from um, some of these injuries that inevitably do happen uh, with active lifestyles, but we can prevent or at least minimize those by training more intelligently, which this, in my opinion, is a more intelligent way to train your body. All right. So, uh, I hope that answers that, that age old question of, of cardio or weights, which comes first. It does depend on your priority. Uh, for me, I, I do have a, a little bit more priority on, on strength and, I, I don't really have any like goals to break a PR of a 5K or do anything like that um, in, in any type of endurance event right now. And I do want to continue to get stronger in movements that feel good to me. And so after a little bit of a warm-up, I do generally do put a priority on my, on my strength training. And then once I've done about 45 minutes of that, I, I've been swimming for about uh, 15 to 25 minutes after my workouts and I just, that's how I prefer it. I get all of my workout done within about 70, 75 minutes. And, uh, then I, then I'm done for the day. So, and then the, okay. So the second thing, uh, switching gears now to talk about is how, how do I get workouts in more efficiently with time? Uh, when I, when I don't have as much of that free time as, as I might normally do. Um, and one of the things that's just been lately, it's it's not that anything super big's changed other than the fact that it is summertime. I do enjoy being outdoors. And so I do sometimes want to minimize the amount of time that I am active indoors in the gym. And I want to get my, my work done a little bit quicker. And then so I can be outside doing fun outdoor activities such as biking, kayaking, hiking, things like that. So... 
One of the things that I do, and I kind of mentioned this in the previous uh, question of cardio or weights first, is I don't just choose one thing and do that for a long period of time and then do the other. I do like to go back and forth between the two. So one way that I structure my workout is I get on a cardiovascular machine and I perform that exercise somewhere between five and 10 minutes, whether that is a step mill, an elliptical, a treadmill, a rower, a bike, Jacob's ladder, some, any, anything like that. And then what I'll do is I will then go and pick two pairing exercise. I will ch- I'll pair two exercises together and I will do those exercises somewhere between five and 15 reps a piece and I'll try to accomplish that five to 15 reps of both exercises and I want to repeat that after or every 75 seconds or about a minute 15. So what this would look like is, um, for example, the other day, I did 10 push-ups, which again, I told you is between five and 15 reps. So I did 10 push-ups and then I stood up, I was near a cable machine, and then I did 15 cable rows. All right, got that completed. Um, probably in about 50 to 55 seconds, both exercises. Then that gave me about, I don't know, 25 seconds to rest. And then I did it again. And I did that for four rounds. That means that I got four rounds of two exercises in, which is a total of eight sets within five minutes. So this doesn't mean that I was really going for like max strength. Obviously, I was going more for a cross training effect here. And um, so my heart rate was up. And so this was a cardio respiratory benefit as well as a strength training benefit. Okay. Then I went over and I chose another machine, another modality. So maybe I started with Stairmaster. Then I went and did those push ups and cable rows. And then I go over and I put the treadmill on an incline and I walk at a brisk pace for another five minutes. Then I go over and then I do five quality chin-ups and then I did 10 strict dumbbell overhead presses. All right, I get those done. It take, took me about 45, maybe 55 seconds. Again, this, this will give me 20 to 30 seconds to rest. And then once that one minute, 15 seconds hits, I do it again. And I did that for four rounds. All right. And then I go over. I already did the treadmill and I already did the Stairmaster. And then I went over and I did the bike for five minutes. Okay. And then uh, I went back over to the, to the weight training area. And I did 10 dumbbell deadlifts and then... 10 dumbbell curls. Again, tried to do that. Got it done. Um, With time to spare, I rested the remainder of the time. And at the 1 minute 15 mark, I did it again. I did that every 1 minute 15 seconds for, uh, I don't remember if it was 3 or 4 rounds for that circuit. 
But again, it, it does take less than five minutes to accomplish that if you're doing three to four sets of each of those exercises. And then I went back over and I did another cardiovascular machine and I just chose two non-competing exercises and just continued to do that for the time that I had uh, allowed in that workout. Uh, I think from the from me walking in the door to me walking out, I had 40 minutes. And then boom, I feel, I felt good about the workout. I went and did some other personal errands and things like that. And then maybe later in the day, I was able to be outside for a little bit longer and, and do another uh, another exercise. So in the summer, I I mean, I, I'm a personal trainer. I, I chose a current fitness. I, I do frequently do two-a-day workouts or two-a-day physical activity-centered um, things. But that's just me. That's not everybody, but... Um, uh, I'm sure there's there's a variety of reasons why you might need need to be able to get in and out of the gym in 40 minutes or less, and that is a great idea. Another one that I've done pretty frequently is quick little Tabata workouts, which is 20 seconds of work, 10 seconds off, and you repeat that for four minutes. And so you could choose two exercises and, and go back and forth between the two. Do one for 20 seconds, rest 10 seconds. Do the other one for 20 seconds, rest 10 seconds, and do that for eight total rounds or four uh, times for each exercise. And then that takes four minutes, right? That, and then you can do a one-minute recovery, go get some water, and then choose another couple exercises and do that. Um, when you do a Tabata like that, since you're doing a different Tabata pairing every five minutes, if you do that five times, you get in and out of the gym within 25 minutes. And you can do Tabata as part of the warm-up with some warm-up uh, dynamic exercises and then do more of some strength-based stuff there in the middle and then do some cool-down stretching at the end. I think Tabata is a great way to get in and out. And again, that's that's more of a conditioning, strength training, resistance training style. Um, that That's probably not the best thing for somebody that's looking to get their uh, one rep max completed in, in a particular exercise. But that's that's just my opinion and I, that I have seen that work really well for myself and other people in terms of time management and still getting their workouts in and getting uh, success and uh, working towards the goal. All right. And then the last part of this is can you get fit and achieve your goals if you do not belong to a gym and you don't have any equipment? All right. The answer is Without a doubt, yes. Yes, you, you, you can accomplish your goals if you don't have dumbbells, if you don't have a TRX strap, if if you don't have, you know, um, machines and treadmills and, and bikes and all, all sorts of cool stuff that gyms do have. Without a doubt, you can. Because um, there, there's, there's plenty of great exercises out there that only requires your body weight. Um, the only problem with that um, well there, there's more than one problem but the the more equipment that you have available to you the 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 greater the possibilities of exercises are not only that if you are working out in your home you'd have to be very aware of the psychological and environmental factors that are a little bit against you with that type of plan. And what that means is if if you're working out in your home, more likely than not, you're probably working out in your living room or your bedroom or your basement or in your up and down your stairs, whatever it is. Most of the time, that is not 
perceived to you as a gym. It's perceived to you as a place of relaxation, a place for family time, a place for laundry, whatever it is. You have to switch gears in your brain to tell yourself, all right, this is no longer a space for relaxation. This is a place for me to get my sweat on, for me to uh, do these exercises, pop in a DVD maybe, um, and follow along and get something done in terms of movement and uh, working on your strength, your cardio, your, your flexibility, whatever, whatever the plan is for the day. But um, like I said, you, you, you do have to be able to switch those gears. If you are a person that doesn't do that well, then you're probably setting yourself up for failure. You need to be motivated to accomplish this task in your home and be able to switch that gear in your mind in, in order to um, stay motivated and disciplined to create um, um, a, you know, a good plan for you to accomplish your goal and, and get, get this work done. Um, classic exercises like bodyweight squats, lunges, step-ups, if you have like a set of stairs, you could definitely use that for some strength stuff. Um, you know, planks, and then there's tons of upper body stuff that I've I put on my Instagram. Uh, I think one post from a couple months ago was how you can work out your upper back by laying face down and doing a series of different exercises with no weight. Um, that is still a way that you can work on your posture and your upper back strength by uh, not even needing a chin-up bar, which is um, what most people kind of pigeonhole and think that you need if you're going to work out in your home, which you absolutely do not need that. But um, yeah, definitely that that is something that you would need to decide in your in your mind if you can accomplish your goals without going to the gym. And um, so in, environmental psychological factors within the home is a thing, but then also you need to be able to plan for the environmental factors outside, which almost everybody, <laughs> you have access to the outdoors no matter where you are, um, but you need to be very aware of um, uh, ways to get around the environmental barriers of the outdoors, which you might be, you might live somewhere right now that is getting to be extremely hot, or you might live somewhere in the winter where it is extremely cold. In the winter, you do have to worry about limited amounts of sunlight. It's going to get darker earlier, and the and the sun comes up later. In the summer, we, it's better, which is what time of the year it is right now. At the point of when I'm recording this, it's early June, so there's there's a lot more sunlight available. But environmentally, you need to think, okay, well, if it's so hot where I live, and if I want to go on a walk or a run, then you need to, A, decide, well, heat doesn't bother me. I, I can get through it just fine. If so, then great, good for you. But if it does bother you, then you would need to <clears throat> be motivated and disciplined enough to accomplish your outdoor exercise either way earlier in the day when it's when it's still dark out or when it's still cool enough to accomplish that goal and do it comfortably without risking uh, heat injuries and then the same at night so if if uh if that's a thing for you then um you, you would need to be have enough discipline to be able to wake up early or do the exercise later when you're already tired from from your day whether it's you know doing stuff with your family or doing stuff at work and then the last thing part of your day is doing a run or a walk outside 
but you're tired you're and you're you know you're not going to do it then you're setting yourself up for failure so you need to know yourself you need to go through those ideas in your mind and, and figure out what is the best plan for you because um it, it does highly depend now habits are formed after just a few weeks um two to three weeks for most people so if you can just grit through it those first couple of weeks, generally it just becomes just a part of your day, an expected part of your day, and it becomes easier and easier and easier to accomplish uh, just getting through the, the 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 tasks that you have set forth and that you've planned for yourself. And not only that, maybe you get somebody to do these things with you. It's a lot, lot better and a lot easier to stay accountable if somebody else is in it to win it with you. All right. So anyway, I hope you got something good out of those three topics today. Uh, make sure that you are sharing the Atlas Fitcast with your friends. Um, that That's probably the biggest thing that you could be doing for me and the growth of these um, of this podcast and these episodes is just by sharing it with your friends, your coworkers, your family, and your enemies too. Uh, this has been just about 25 minutes, so a pretty quick little episode. I appreciate everyone listening. And until next time, if it's important to you, you'll find a solution. If not, you'll find an excuse. Peace.